people have to return to traditional values and traditional, you know, fortitude, you know, standing in the face of adversity. These are things that we used to teach to society, values that men had that have now been destroyed. So long as you place your faith in the state itself and not something higher, they can control you. So I think as we see more people come to spirituality and believe in something greater than themselves, greater than the material, and understand that they're inherently valuable just off that, you'll see a massive shift in terms of what people are willing to stand up and, and speak out against and fight for. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. I'm your man, Nikki Baloo, and I'm here with a good friend of mine and repeat guest, Elon Sulovitz. Welcome, Elon. Thanks for having me on, Nikki. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. Crazy time, huh? Absolutely crazy, insane time been a crazy time for a long time it just keeps escalating more and more unfortunately what's going on why do you think the world has gone nuts and how can we as men um do what we can at a grassroots level to help men that are asleep to this become awake so this is going to be a uh, a long, in-depth answer. I think that there's multiple things happening in society at the same time. One of the primary things that's happened, and if you look at this, any Marxist state, any communist state, any state that wants to take control, one of the first things they do is they attack the idea of identity, the idea of religion, and the idea of personal value. Because you have to believe, you're unable to believe in something bigger than them if they want to control you. In other words, if you believe in God, it's very hard to control you. You will always believe in something higher than the state. So I think there's been a systematic breakdown of religion over the past decade or so, which has led people to have no value systems. When you're raised nowadays, if you're a kid, you look at the messages on the left, a lot of them have to do with identity politics. Your value comes from the color of your skin. You're oppressed. Therefore, your voice has more value. They create fear states. Everyone's searching for identities because it has to be based in the material. They've destroyed the idea that there's something bigger. And so, you know, if you look historically, the idea of religion, what made Christianity so special historically and so unique is that it could, you could be the king or you could be you could be the poor citizen, you know what I mean, who no one cared about. But you had equal value just by nature of being human and being uh, and having a soul and existing. That's been stolen away. And so, again, I think it's been stolen away intentionally. I think it's a systematic breakdown of society. And I think it's for control. You look at what happened during COVID. They put us into fear states. I think, uh, again, there's there's numerous things that are happening to break down objective truth, objective reality. You look at the entire trans movement, uh, accepting the idea that things that are completely absurd and objectively untrue can suddenly become you know, morally relativistically true is very dangerous. So there's all that stuff happening. And then on top of it, the reason nothing's being fought against is because we've been taught, again, through that fear state, to silence ourselves. We've been taught that we have to be quiet and that if we say anything, we're, our lives are going to be ruined. We're offending people. And nowadays, the right to not be offended is far greater than the right to offend. 
which again, no society can stand on. So all those things cumulatively happening, it's kind of like, a, I guess, a globalist agenda. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. You are. Uh, <laughs> so am I these days. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I, I was never like this, but you can you, you can literally see biblical things happening. Literally. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yes. And what can people do? People have to return to traditional values and traditional, like you know, fortitude. You know, standing in the face of adversity. These are things that we used to teach to society, and these are things values that men had that have now been completely destroyed. Most men don't know how to stand in the face of adversity, uh, and so we have to return to that. Well. I'm glad that you brought this up because I think it's worth unpacking. So first and foremost, this is absolutely a deliberate effort on the part of um, dark forces to attempt to control us. And they don't care if they ruin our society, burn it to the ground, uh, as long as they get to rule over the ashes. That's what they care about. Uh, and I think the sooner we wake up to this, the better, you know, people in the United States, for example, for decades have been saying there isn't a spit's worth of difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. And, you know, they're all the same. They're all the same. They're all the same. Well, I would argue that for traditional, um, establishment Republicans and Democrats, that may have been true. But lately, when it comes to the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, the America-loving wing of the Republican Party, there's a chasm between them and the Democrats and a chasm between people in Canada that are freedom-loving and conservative and the so-called liberals, which I call the new fascist party of Canada. Justin Trudeau is not a liberal. He's a new fascist. And mm -hmm. We need to understand this and we need to fight with them, not like we're having a disagreement with fellow citizens, but that we're battling the enemy. We're battling the enemy and our job is to defeat the enemy, not try to uh, uh, come to some sort of accommodation with people who aren't interested in accommodation and want to destroy you. And it's important to frame the narrative in this fashion. So we understand this is a battle, this is a war. And it may not be a hot war, but it's definitely a cold war. So I think that's first and foremost. I want to know what your thoughts are on that. I don't disagree. I, I wouldn't even make it political anymore. I'd make it, and it, it is obviously a bigger problem on the left, but like you said, there are people on the right who sadly suffer from this, the establishment. It's at this point, it's really a, uh, a war between people who believe in individual freedom and, and believe that Again, you as a human being inherently have value. And then there's people who believe in this new religion that has taken over, which is that the state should control everything. The global international community should should seek true power. And again, that we are a hive collective and that if you fit outside that hive collective, that you should be targeted and destroyed. Because that's, that's what hive collectives do. Anything that does not fit into their mold, they have to destroy it. They either assimilate you or destroy it. It's like the Borg. The Borg. Uh, it's the Borg. Seven of nine. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, absolutely, that's exactly where we're at, um, you know, and it's really hard to fight against it just by nature of the fact that if you believe in individual freedom, if you believe the way we do, then it is harder to form a collective just by nature of that. It's why people uh, on the right have such a hard time because we're willing to turn on each other when we see something wrong going on in our community. And you don't see that on the left. On the left, you see this true it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what the person says. It doesn't matter if they're racist, anti-Semitic, whatever the thing is, it will be defended to the death. It will be justified. It will be covered up. 
could see true government corrupt corruption. One of the most interesting things is that every claim against Trump or against conservatives that I have noticed from the left has been a projection of something they are actively doing in yep. real time. You got it. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I'm in full agreement. Yeah. So we need to understand that it's a, a battle, it's a war, and that we're fighting it, and that our objective needs to be uh, the defeat of the enemy. Uh, not a not an accommodation, but the defeat of the enemy, the unconditional surrender, defeat and destruction of the ideas of the enemy. Now, hey, I'm, I'm not advocating that people take to the streets and engage in violence. Not at all. What I am advocating is that we go out there in the battle of ideas, we fight for our ideas, and we do not give them one inch. I mean, one thing that really pissed me off in, in America is that they decided to um, expel Representative George Santos from the uh, United States Congress over crimes he was charged with, not convicted of, but charged with. And over half the Republican caucus voted with the Democrats to expel this guy. And now there was a special election and a Democrat took over the seat. I mean, how stupid is that? I don't know George Santos. I don't know a damn thing about him. And maybe what, he, what they said about him is true. Maybe he did commit these crimes. He hasn't been convicted of them. As far as I'm concerned, he's a Republican. He votes our way. That's it. That's the end of it. That's the principle I stand for, that we are drawing the line with our own. We're going to attack members of the enemy. We're going to protect our own because that's what they do. That's what they do. We can't have an idea. We can't have a purity test here. We can only attack the enemy and be out to destroy the enemy. If you in any way uh, stop doing that, if you do what they did just now, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You need fighters. You need warriors. And that's what it's all about as far as I'm concerned. So I think we, we lose for numerous reasons. We lose, number one, because they don't play fair. I mean, they use hypocritical standards across the board for everything. Uh, you saw it during the BLM riots that it was peaceful protests, but the second, you know, people gathered for Trump, it was violent. It was, they were super spreaders. Even though there was literally a million people out twerking during COVID for the for BLM, you know, drinking champagne on the streets. A million people just on in LA. I saw on like one street, the street was packed with people. They were not super spreaders, but somehow if you gathered for a Trump rally, you were a super spreader. I mean, the hypocritical standards are so in your face and disgusting at this point. You talk about uh, what happened with the FISA warrants ab abuse. The problem is people you know, with the DNC colluding with the FBI and stuff is still coming out with this. All the fake investigations against Trump. Do you want to talk about violating democracy and trying to hijack an election? Hiding the Hunter Biden laptop story and saying it, it can't be confirmed as true when you absolutely knew it was true. There's yep. so many things I can go over one after the other after the other that are absolutely corrupt and disgusting. And by the way, people, all these people the, that claim they care about human life and like foreign policy, look at foreign policy under un, under Biden. Look at what happened in Afghanistan. Look at the Middle East. Look at Russia, Ukraine. Look at how China's acting right now. You care about human life. It's fallen apart internationally under Biden. You don't care. You will just side with your team and justify it. The conversations I have with people are so disconnected from reality or logical thought because they will just find any rationalization for their side. It doesn't matter if it makes any sense whatsoever. They will justify, justify, justify to the death. The truth is at this point, as much as I like to say that, you know, these dialogues get places, they don't. I think it's a cultural no, battle don't. and we have to win yes. by taking back culture. Uh, you cannot convince them. 
you have to win by making it trendy to be on our side. You have to get the film industry back on our side. You have to get media back on our side. You have to create new outlets for these things where people can start coming and feeling like, okay, here my views are expressed. I feel safe now. I feel comfortable to now express them too, knowing my life won't be ruined. And we have to destroy this idea of self-censorship that so many people have been doing on the right out of fear of offending or having their lives ruined. It's the only way. If we don't have a voice, if we're not vocal, I mean, look at January 6th. If you mention January 6th, you are considered an extremist. You're considered a white supremacist extremist. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're an Iraqi Jew like me. I don't care if you're a Persian like you. It doesn't matter. You're a white supremacist. Automatically, if you mention that January 6th was not what the government presented it to uh, me. They're full of shit. What? They're full of shit. I'm not putting up with they're that. Full, January 6th was a political attack on Trump supporters by the left. It was an act of extreme, extreme cynicism on their part. And they can say whatever the hell they want. They can try to say whatever the hell they want. But I don't care. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying the narrative. I interviewed Chuck Dixon yesterday. Chuck Dixon is the creator of the Punisher character for Marvel Comics. He also uh, worked on the Batman comic as well. And what he noticed was when the old guard editors retired at Marvel and DC, they were replaced by these new people who didn't really care about comics. And they allowed these activists to get in who started pushing the leftist point of view from DC and Marvel. A whole bunch of comic book fans left, left. So he said, okay, fans are saying, fuck you to you wokesters. So I'm saying, you know, fuck you to you wokesters. I'm going to go do my own comics and find my own audience. And that's what he's done. And there have been tons of people that are doing that. Public Square, the company Public Square, you know who the, those yeah. guys are. They're doing that. And there is a giant sucking sound of business being pulled away from woke organizations toward non-woke organizations. Disney uh, seems to be committing slow suicide and it's becoming faster and faster and faster. It's my opinion that our side is winning the battle of ideas, but we've got to get people on our side who are feeling nervous we got to buck them up, make them feel strong so they can fight. I don't want to convince the other side. They're the enemy. I want to defeat them. I want to, I want to crush them and defeat them. I want to give the people on our side belief, support, and hope to stand up for what they believe in and get out there and fight against these guys. And as you say, take back the culture and slowly but surely take back the institutions. That's what we got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, what you're talking about, these companies willing to lose money, it's, the big problem is the investment firms like BlackRock and Vanguard and all of them. They're the ones who who push this stuff to happen. They have such influence. So the only way you can fight against them is with a massive response, like what you saw happen with Target, with Bud Light. It has to be a massive, massive response that really destroys a company's bottom line enough for them to shift gears and say, okay, we're never doing that again. You really did see it with Bud Light. Yo, they, have, Bud Light they have totally gone against that. Bud Light has now gone full conservative, full yeah. pro-America. They've aligned themselves with U, uh, U, UFC, which I think is, is uh, you, you know, smart on their part. And Dana White basically came up and said, these guys are, are they made a mistake. They're pro-American. You don't like it too fucking bad. I do. I don't give a shit what you think, which God bless them is Dana White for you. But yeah, I want to destroy Disney. That's what I'm looking for, like I love Walt Disney. Walt Disney is a hero of mine. But Disney, the corporation, needs to be destroyed. It needs to go bankrupt. And I, it ne everyone needs to point at Disney and go, that's what happens when you fuck with us. 
Well, that's where our power is. Our power is, is where we spend our money and where we put our time. Yeah. And so, again, if people seek comfort, and by the way, our side keeps winning because our side is in terms of these little battles where they try and destroy these virtues and they try and destroy, you know, historical archetypes that you look at, what do people like out of Marvel? People like seeing Thor as a jacked, handsome, powerful man who could take control and save the world. That's still a historical archetype of a man. As much as they try and fight against it, all their successful franchises, everything that they do that does well relies on historical archetypes. The only time they can succeed is when they put their film and they put their ideas into what is historical truth, the idea of absolute truth. Anytime they veer away from that, like yeah. all these movies, like the Marvels, where they go identity politics crazy and it has to be a cast full of women who are the heroes and all, it fails. It fails because it goes against the idea of absolute truth and these historical archetypes that have existed, not for centuries, but for millennia. And so they can't. As much as they want to socially engineer us, it's almost impossible. You cannot do it. Um, so I think I think that's why we always see that kind of backlash, even from the left. You know, people just inherently don't gravitate toward that kind of stuff. No, they don't. And, you know, I think what gives me hope is the young men. Like my son just turned 18. I was um, I watched the Super Bowl with him and he brought two of his buddies over. And, um, you know, we were just cracking jokes, you know, in between plays and shit. Like that was a great game. It was a fun game to watch. I don't know if you watched the, the, the Super Bowl, but I, I had a blast. It was great times. And in between, you know, we're cracking jokes about like the insane um, – world that we live in the anti-masculine anti-boy shit they're fucking like ridiculing it so am i we're ridiculing all the identity politics we're, we're ridiculing gender ideology we're ridiculing trans sanity we're, we're doing all of that shit and these boys get it despite what they're trying to fucking shove down their throats and say this is bad and wrong they get it and they're like rejecting it this is the great thing about young young men as they're coming to their own, they're going, yeah, the shit these fuckers are trying to shove down my throat. Nah, I ain't buying that. And that's been true of young men throughout history, right? But now the establishment is actually completely fucked and completely wrong. And it's the power of young men that gives me hope. Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, you're always going to see a subsect of the population willing to fight against this stuff. I think a big part of it is also that you're a good father. You know what I mean? I think that helps. And I think he, your son probably found a community of people who have good dads who think similarly to you. And so it makes it easier. But there is a percentage of the population that's very brainwashed. Yeah. Um, and again, that's that's the battle. There's very few people who have open minds anymore. That's it, The interesting thing about dialogue is the only reason you have dialogue. I mean, the true reason you have dialogue is so that you can challenge your own ideas in that conversation and express your opinion to someone else in the hopes of them challenging their own ideas. I mean, no one really convinces you of anything, ever. No. You hear what they say and you choose whether you're going to accept it or not. Nowadays, we've become completely shut off to the idea of any type of, of evaluation or reconsidering of our perception of the world. And so it is – I've never seen a world so contrasted in terms of so many different fundamental ideas, you know what I mean? Across the board. If you think about just the gender issue alone, it's massive. There are people who think you're a, a horrible human being 
if you don't accept the idea that gender is a social construct and that men who identify as women should be allowed into every woman's space and that children should go on hormone blockers, biological men with a history of rape should be put into prison with women if they say they're a woman. This has happened. This is reality. That's what these people believe. And you are a terrible person if you say, hey, 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 I'm trying to find common ground with you here. I understand people are suffering. I understand that there's people with gender dysphoria. But biological men who have a history of rape cannot be put into prison with women. We cannot allow men who are much bigger than women to compete against women in sports. We do need to have safe spaces for women, like women's shelters. All these. Just by saying that, you are considered a transphobe and they want to destroy you. And I know this from experience. My site, my website for Egard is hacked right now. We are under, under constant attack of hacks because people hate the messages we put out. They flood our social media and then people will go and start trying to hack my website. Uh, and one got through. So it's, it's really nuts the kind of response they have when they see you challenge in any way, shape or form the ideas they hold, no matter how absurd their ideas are. I get it. And you're right. And you know, at the same time, the vast majority of people are on our side. They are a small, tiny minority that is loud and is uh, violent. And it's our job to fight them and beat them. They're cultural Nazis. And we you know are how I know? the American the way most army, <laughs> you know, the American cultural army. We got to beat these cultural Nazis. They got to go. Well, the reason I know that most people are on our side, like you just said, is because when we put out that ad erased in support of biological women in sports, mm. I got hundreds of thousands of emails. A large percentage of them were from people who are on the left saying, I'm a liberal. I've been a liberal my whole life. I'm a feminist. I've been a feminist my whole life, but I can't agree with where things are going. They're, and yet they're too scared to speak up about it. These are people on the left who are self-identified feminists who are saying that things have gone too far. Um, you know, so when you look at, are we winning the culture, culture war, we are behind closed doors, absolutely behind closed doors because they, there's these fracture points where what they're pushing are just, is just so extreme that people, even who side with them can no longer accept what they're saying. And then they end up in this kind of fractured, uh, place where they're unable to cope with the, the idea that their identity, which has been tied into politics and tied into, you know, being a, a left-wing feminist their whole life yeah. has now betrayed them fully. Because if you're a woman who cares about women's rights and you're exposed to what's happening right now with the trans movement, it's literally in direct contradiction to everything you've fought for and everything you've believed in. The term mother is no longer allowed. You're a birthing person. It's offensive to call someone a mother or a pregnant woman. It's freaking crazy, bro. Like straight up crazy. Think about that. It's straight up fucking crazy. I mean, there are countless people right now on the right and the left, this is just another random thing, not to get uh, into the Israeli-Palestine uh, conflict. But however you feel about that issue, there are major political figures. There was just an interview now. Even the, the head of relief at, U at the UN openly said, we don't consider Hamas a terrorist organization. We consider them a political movement. That's an insane position to take. That, if you can take that position, that's a major person at the UN we know that UNRWA was actively involved in helping kidnap hostages at this point and hiding them. I mean, it's just absurd. The world's gone completely insane and people will justify this. It, Some, logic it, doesn't matter anymore to them. Listen, it, it, in my opinion, um, 
what we need to do is we need to rally our side. I'm not trying to convince the others. I am done mm -hmm. with that game. The persuadables, the ones that are wavering and going, this is getting too nuts. I'm talking to them and I'm talking yep. to our side. The, the devil and his minions, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them all. They're yeah. evil. They're straight up evil. They're trying to destroy Western civilization. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm here to fight them with every fucking bit of energy in my body. That's the way I it's see the, it. It's the only thing we can do. I agree. That's why we both, you know, keep working at it. Um, but it is troubling. It is frustrating. Uh, you know, but like you said, we got to get as many people as possible to say, okay, I'm comfortable standing up for what I believe. And I always tell people, if you think it's bad now and you're scared of speaking up now, imagine the world in 10 years, imagine the world in 20 years. If I would have gone back 10 years and I would have told you all the things that are happening today are happening, you would have said, no way. I mean, in my opinion, there's borderline a lot of treasonous things that happened against Trump, President oh, Trump. There is. Undeniably. Undeniable. I mean, the, the DNC and the FBI colluded against him. They issued fake FISA warrants on fake information from dossiers that they paid for, knowing the information was fake, to be able to spy on the sitting president illegally. The FBI hid the uh, laptop, the story of the laptop of the son of the president, which points to a lot more than just Hunter Biden's wrongdoings, but Joe Biden, President Biden's wrongdoings. I mean, there's just an absurd amount of stuff that has happened. Um, and yet, somehow it all, it's, it's just interesting to me, the accountability on the left is non-existent. We literally saw cities burned down, not just from BLM, but Antifa riots. There was autonomous zones set up in the United States, like Chaz, where people were raped and killed. They created their own autonomous zones in the United States. That is an act of war in most countries. And yet, uh, you know, somehow here, there's no accountability for it. Donald, no Trump, it. Donald Trump should have invoked the Insurrection Act and sent in the fucking National Guard and cleared that out. And he he got a little scared. He got a little political then because of the election. And it was a mistake, on, in my opinion. The moment that thing was set up, he should have said, I'm invoking the Insurrection Act. We're sending in the army. We're putting it down. I don't care if the local leaders agree or disagree, but that's what he should have done. Um, it's an autonomous zone with a militia inside the United States saying we are not part of the United States. We are taking over yeah, this part of the land. Yeah, we, there's precedence uh, uh, under uh, American jurisprudence and under the actions of the executive under Lincoln saying that we don't tolerate secessionist behavior. You, you declare yourself as seceding from the United States. The full weight and might of the United States Army, the Union Army, is going to come down on you. Good luck to you. That's what you should do. And the truth of the matter is, brother, the you and I, we're engaging with the left in the battle of ideas and the battle of the culture. But the people in charge, the, the President Trump's, should he get back in, should be very careful to use every legal means at their disposal to destroy these guys. Every legal means. Every single one. So, for example, uh, Hunter Biden and his father, um, there needs to be a proper um, special counsel appointed to investigate them with power to uh, arrest. Um, the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, he needs to be fired and investigated, uh, frankly. The special counsel, um, the key um, teams, the Jack Smiths and all these guys, 
all of these guys need to be fired and they need to be investigated. Um, the people that uh, were involved in the uh, Steele dossier need to be investigated, arrested, all of that. And there cannot be a group of people in the Justice Department who are going to just say, oh, well, we investigated and we're letting them know. There need to be people in the Justice Department that are going to investigate and arrest and put on trial. And that has to happen at the level of a President Trump should he become president. If it doesn't happen, then people like us, all we can do is keep fighting at the cultural level. But at some point, the levers of power, we're either going to get a hold of them on our side or we're not. And if we don't get a hold of them on our side, you, you can kiss this experiment and self-government goodbye. It won't last. Well, our judicial system is completely corrupted. I mean, you look at even just this recent civil case with Trump where he sued for $83 million. It's ridiculous. This woman is a maniac. She's I mean, sociopath. she goes on, talks about how rape is sexy. What? She's a sociopath. He's not allowed to admit that into court, into testimony. I mean, there, there were so many things against Trump in this case. And I'm, I'm sorry, as far as I know, and I may be wrong, but I researched this in depth. There is zero evidence, any physical evidence. In fact, there's not even any type of hearsay. There's no third party witnesses. There's nothing to demonstrate that this actually happened. It's entirely her just saying... This happened. I can't really tell you when it happened. I can't tell you where it happened. I can't tell you the circumstances exactly, but it happened. I don't have any evidence, but I want $83 million because he says it didn't happen. And somehow she wins and then goes on TV, by the way. And when asked, how are you going to help women who are victims with this money? You know what her response was? I'm going to go shopping. And she said this to Rachel Maddow. And she's like, what kind of house do you want to buy, Rachel Maddow? I'm going to buy you a house. We can get whatever we want now. That's pretty much what she said. And somehow this is the woman that was awarded $83 million. I mean, even on the chess thing, do you really believe if conservatives were gathering and creating their own countries within the United States and forming militias that the media and the left wouldn't be on top of this like crazy, calling them insurrectionists? Uh, that's, the, that's the thing here. The hypocrisy and the standards, the massive double standards are insane from a legal perspective and from a media perspective, coverage perspective. That it, it, it's so frustrating. It's like you're in the twilight zone when you're watching this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, sad but true, brother. Sad but true. No, no, no question about it. No question about it. Um, but we got to fight. We got to fight. We got to be out there. We got to be engaging in uh, discussions with the persuadables. And we got to be bucking up our own side. And like you said, we need to be in the culture and make it cooler and trendy to be part of uh, the right and part of those that believe in freedom. That's what we have to do. So music, comics, movies, all of that. Well, what you are seeing is that this instability that people see in reality, in society, you see them looking for ways to cope. And one of the nice things that I'm seeing happening is that there is a return to religion, a more conscious and a more accepted and a more open return to religion. And I think that's partially necessary for curing a lot of what we see going on. Again, so long as you place your belief and your, uh, your faith in the state itself and not something higher, they can control you. So I think as we see more people come to religion, come to spirituality and believe in something greater than themselves, greater than the material, and understand that they're inherently valuable just off that, I think you'll see a massive shift in terms of what people are willing to stand up and, and speak out against and fight for. Amen. 
It's been a great conversation, Elon. Thank you for coming back on the show to discuss it with me. Um, I'm um, excited about 2024. Thank you for listening uh, to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca. And I think the forces of light are going to have the wind at their backs. And, you know, with men like you going out there doing what they're doing uh, in the culture, only good things can happen. God bless you. Thanks for coming back. God bless you.